Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back at the Ron Burgundy Podcast Season 2, baby. After a long back and forth with iHeart, a few lawsuits, two mysterious deaths, and a whole lot of memories, we are back in the studio. During our hiatus, I'm happy to say that Carolina went to rehab. I, no, I no, I went on a yoga retreat. It's not rehab. Oh, okay. Well, that's a great cover story. Which reminds me, Carolina Baxter and I listened to the whole first season of the podcast, and after listening, we decided to scrap it. We're, we're not going to release it. You... it. It was just too rough. Uh, but we know what we did wrong, and to be honest, there, there could be less of you in this season, uh, because this one we're definitely going to release. Ron, season one got released in, into the general public. Are you serious? Yeah, it's just, it's out there. Oh, So embarrassing. Are they going to release this episode, the one we're recording right now? Yes, they, they release all of them. Oh, cripes. Okay, well, this better be good. I mean, you better pull it together, Carolina. Hope that trip to the loony bin set you straight. No, it was a yoga retreat in Tulum, Mexico. I'm glad we're on the air today because there have been some rumors circling, and I have to make an official statement after talking to my family and my friends and some strangers online I have decided after years of thought and dreams that I will not be running for president. Okay. So to everyone out there listening to this fireside chat, I know, it's a lot to take in at once. How, how do you feel about it, Carolina? Um, I feel about the same as I did before you said it. 
Okay, so you don't you don't feel upset? No, in a way I'm actually relieved. I mean, that would be so scary if you were running for president. Scary? Well, that's that's a bit insulting. No, I mean, Ron, I really enjoy you as a colleague and I think that recording a podcast with uh-huh. you has been an adventure, but a president has enormous responsibilities. Okay, but I could do it. I could do it. Pretty simple stuff. You just have to be honest and remain calm and keep the country running smoothly. You know, making sure no shenanigans are taking place. I think I'd be good at that. I can do some tough work. This this podcast, you know, hasn't been a slice of cake. Well, you fired three people yesterday. And don't you think that shows my leadership strengths? No, I mean, after you fired them, we had to hire three new people, and it took the rest of our workday to really interview candidates. But that... that's, you know, that happens. Yeah. Right? I mean, not really, but it's fine. But did it slow us down? Absolutely. Oh. But it's not like it ground this operation to a complete halt. It absolutely did. We couldn't record. Oh, okay. They just rubbed me the wrong way. So One of them just said hi to you. Yep, but with a smirk. Okay, it could have been a smile, but that's besides the point. And the other guy always wore a stupid captain's hat. It was a baseball hat. Well, what's happened has happened. All right. Today, we're talking to a woman. Mm-hmm. Senator Kamala Harris, who yes. is running for president in the year 2200. 2020. Hindsight, yes, it is. Let me ask you, Carolina, how hard is it to become president when you're a woman? Um, well, it's never happened before, and there have been women who have been qualified. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it seems very difficult. And why, why is that, do we think? Um, you know, well, there are a lot of prejudices and misconceptions about women yes that they can't read your mind you know but have you ever seen the movie what women want starring mel gibson he could read women's minds to the tune of 375 million wwbo um what does that have to do with what we're talking about 375 million wwbo do you know what WWBO stands for? Worldwide Box Office. Because he had the ability to read women's minds. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but as I was saying, some common misconceptions about women are that we're easily distracted or emotional or can't be in charge of important decisions, can't be respected. Wait, 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 wait. Shut up. Shut up, Carolina. I just realized I left Baxter at the Dippin' Dots down in Thousand Oaks. I'm, I'm sorry, what? Can you please pick him up? If he's lost, Caroline, I just... Okay. Uh, I'll do anything to get him back. I think he's probably... I'll smash all the windows in this place! Nick, is Baxter back there? Yep. Oh, thank God. Okay, anyway, uh, we have a big interview today with Senator Kamala Harris. I'm very nervous and very excited. Um, and you're prepared, right? Because... You you got those policy questions I gave you. Yes. Okay, great. Because this is a big deal. Listen. Mm-hmm. Between you and I. Yeah. I think I'm just gonna wing it. Please do not do that. You have no idea how hard it was to get I this. I feel like I work better when I'm relaxed. You know. I know that's how you feel. I'm just gonna wing it. Just look at these questions, please. Up next, we have a presidential candidate from the future. The year 2200, Senator Kamala Harris. Current 2020. 
Press and, Central Campus. And I'm throwing out the notes, folks. No, please. I'm going rogue. Please don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a wild one. Right, Carolina? I hope not. No. We'll be right back. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of... dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Cowie, what do you say? It was... And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back to the Ron Burgundy Podcast. Um, we are very excited to have one of the most esteemed guests that we've ever had on the show. Uh, Senator, former Motley Crue bandmate, and presidential candidate, 
Kamala Harris. Kamala, thank you so much. It's great to be with you, Ron. Up. Thank you. I, you know what? As soon as I said that out loud, I thought you you weren't a member of Motley Crue, were you? Uh, not in this life. Okay. Yeah. Did you do you play a musical instrument at all? You know, I actually played many musical instruments in high school. Okay. I um I played the violin. Oh wow. I played the French horn, but it, it's a messy instrument. The French, French horn, horn is tough. Yeah, it's messy. You have to kind of keep yes. emptying the the cartridge. Yes. Um, then I moved on to the percussions. I played the the xylophone, and that I thought it could get more interesting, so I played the vibraphone. Oh, the vibes. And then yes. um, Cal Jader. Yeah. Right. And then I moved on to the kettle drums. Kettle which, drums. Which was really fantastic because you're okay. in the back. Yes. And you've got these big batons and these huge drums in front of you, and you just knock the You just the have to wail on the, kettle, on the kettle <laughs> oh, drums. excuse my language. No, that's okay. We'll bleep okay. it out. Don't worry. Don't worry, Senator. <laughs> um, but I've always hated the fact that the kettle drums are in the back. Move them to the front. I agree. They should yes. be in the front. They, d- they deserve so much more attention. But that is why one plays them the way we do, to get that attention. Well, <laughs> if this plays out in your favor, maybe that can be your first executive order to force all high school symphonies to move the kettle drums to the front of the band. Yeah. Something I think, to think about. No, we should stop subordinating the kettle drums. Absol- I agree with you. So we finally co- we covered that. Yes. Kettle drums. Good. <laughs> um, you were, you started out district attorney. Yes. San Francisco. Yes. What was hard about that job? Is it the snack breaks, all the snack breaks you have to take legally? Well, no, Ron. Oh. It, um, it was, you know, what was hard about the job was seeing some of the worst of human behavior. I mean, I specialized for a while in, in the assault of, of children. Um, I, you know, spent a lot of time over the years with moms whose sons had been killed. Um, that was rough stuff. It was rough stuff. And, um, but it was also, there were highlights. I enjoyed when I was district attorney challenging the status quo. And I said, look, um, let's stop acting like, you know, there are only two ways to do criminal justice policy. You know, people would say you're either soft on crime or tough on crime. Mm -hmm. I'd say, no, let's be smart on crime. Let's look at prevention as one of the smartest ways to create public safety. And so I started an initiative, you know, and everybody was like, why are you doing this? I started an initiative focused on low-level drug sales Mm -hmm. offenders and getting them jobs and counseling. And when they graduated the program, I dismissed the charges against them. And that was um, incredible work in terms of just seeing that the human potential that when you give people the opportunity to reach for something, they will naturally reach for it. And um, so there were highlights. Your parents were civil rights activists. Yes, they were. They were and, active in the uh, civil rights movement. I mean, did were they pissed when they found out you wanted to become a DA? They were curious okay. about the decision. And right. with some of them and some of my family, I had to defend the decision like one would a thesis. But, you know, what I said then... I'm glad I, I didn't grow up in your family because I don't know what the word thesis means. So... Yes, it means you have to you have to defend your point. You mm-hmm. have to um, you have to be able to to articulate why you're doing something right. as opposed to just doing it and everyone accepts it um, without challenging your reasons. And my reasons were that the criminal justice system. Listen, I was born knowing how flawed it is. I didn't have to learn about it. I have to read about it. I knew it. Right. And I felt that when you want to reform systems. Um, Let's also think about being inside the system where we can have the power to reform it from the inside. And so that was the choice I made. Mm -hmm. 
And um, and I don't regret that choice yeah. because having been on the inside, I was able to create reentry initiatives for low-level offenders. I was able to say, look, um, children who are being prostituted should not be thought of as teenage prostitutes. We should think of them as sexually exploited youth mm-hmm. and give them the safety and the, and the support that they deserve. I was able to do things like saying that we're going to acknowledge that the war on drugs was a complete failure. Right. And we need to have a different approach that understands that it's actually a public health issue more than it is a criminal justice issue. You were also uh, attorney general. Yes. For the state of California. Yes. Um, And just so I'm clear, what branch of the military is that? (laughs) It's not a branch of the military, Ron. It's it's, actually... But you're you're a general... Yes, you. I was. I was General Harris. You are correct. Okay. But it's a. It's it's an, part of the executive branch of government. Got it. So yes. nothing to do with the military. Correct. Okay. Well, I'm learning. <laughs> this is what I love about this podcast. Yeah. I learn as much mm-hmm. as the audience does. Sometimes more. Sometimes more. Um. So that's good to know, Attorney General. Nothing to do with the military. Um, Although I did speak out about how we want to make sure that law enforcement is not militarized, so there you're you're uh, onto okay, something. Okay, they're, not, they're in the zone. It wasn't the worst question you've ever been asked. No, it was no. not okay. the worst. But like, might it, be top ten. It was close. Okay, yeah. And what does that mean for law enforcement to be militarized? Meaning that we don't want local law enforcement to be or conduct itself as a branch of the military. Mm-hmm. We uh, we do not and should not think of local law enforcement as being engaged in a war. Right. Um, local law enforcement has as its primary purpose making sure people are safe in a community. And so that's part of it. And so we want to make sure that local law enforcement is not equipped with tools that are tools of war mm-hmm. because that's not their function and right. that should not be the perspective. Right. With your legal expertise, your knowledge, extensive background. I want to ask you a question. Let's let's say one, a person kept hinting to someone who works very closely with them. Mm-hmm. In fact, that that person is female and has curly hair and wears glasses. I got it. And you that person was hinting to that other person that all you've ever wanted was a small boat specifically a 20-foot catamaran. And you, you hint and you hint and you hint, and then your birthday rolls around, and nada, nothing, zip. Can you take that person to small claims court? No. Thank okay. you. Thank you. If someone makes a funny face at me, small claims court? No. Okay. My soup was too hot. More importantly, too spicy at a restaurant. Small claims court? Well, there's tea hot and pea hot. For pea hot, no. Okay. That'd be pepper hot. Oh, pepper hot. For tea hot, potentially, that's temperature hot. Wow. Um, If, for example, it was so hot that you- Scalding hot. Scalding hot. Like it melted my injured you and you, there was no- Yes. And there was no, you know, giving you any notice that it might be too hot in weight. Potentially. Potentially. Tea hot be pea hot. Okay, Don't. tea hot and pea hot. So when I walk into a restaurant, I'm going to say, what's your tea hot level? Here. I think that's smart. You should yeah. do that. Or your pea hot. <laughs> Hopefully they know those terms. Um, because, right, it might be misinterpreted. It might, exactly. <laughs> you know what? That's it, it's exactly right. Um, 
A chicken in every pot and a car in every garage. Herbert Hoover. Mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan, let's make America great again. No, no. Donald Trump, let's make America gay again. Why? What <laughs> Was America more gay than it is now? America could not be gay enough. I love that. That's my That's slogan. That's a good slogan. Yeah. So to Mr. Trump, I'll make America gay again. It was that is that his No, you what? got you mixed it up. Um, oh. Trump's is make America great again. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, I I'm, I'm not very political. I know. So do, That's why this is so great. This is it, this is You're a wonderful so exercise for me. Do you have a campaign slogan at this point? For the people. Kamala Harris for the people. Simple to the point for the people. And that means It means that this is by the people, it's for the people, it's fueled by the people. It means that um, I intend to be a leader that will be committed to the service of other people as opposed to self-service mm-hmm. and self-interest. Right. And um, it means Which that, would be hard for me. And Well, yeah, but that's why you're not yeah. running. I'm sorry um, to tell you. Um, oh, no, oh, Ryan. Oh. We've gone back and forth okay. on this. Oh, no, really? I'm not. Is he I, thinking about it? I just announced I wasn't. You announced you weren't. Prior to your arrival. Okay. I mean, there's still time if you want to jump in, but it might I'm be I'm putting difficult. all the rumors to bed. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Besides, I tried to I tried to put some feelers out yeah. to, to raise some money for my campaign. Mm-hmm. I'm 15000 in the hole. I raised negative $15,000 in my first day. Yeah. You, Ron had a party and to raise money, but he mostly- Well, people just got in touch with me and reminded me of- their debts that I owe them. Yeah. Yeah. The debts I owe to them. So. Yeah. Sometimes when you reach out to people, that's what happens. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's no secret that running for office brings a lot of scrutiny. Yes. Um, for instance, you know, a few neighborhood kids made fun of my mustache once. And, uh, and sometimes I can't leave the house because mm-hmm. I don't want to run into those mean neighborhood kids. I mean, how do you think or how are people going to criticize you during your run? Well, I've already heard some criticism around, for example, my belief that we should have uh, free community college and debt-free college for all. And people say, well, you know, you're living a pipe dream. How are you going to pay for that? And my response is that, look, that's really short-sighted to think of it as a cost. Instead, we should be understanding it's an investment. And um, I challenge people to understand that even in the private sector, people know you put money in as an investment because you will get a great return on the investment ROI. And so but they, you know people are critical of that, people are critical of my position that we should legalize marijuana. Um, they say how can you say that you're a former prosecutor, but I say it because I know, I know really well how th- the criminalization of marijuana has resulted in the mass incarceration problem that we have in mm. our country. It has resulted in um, desperate kind of application of the laws, um, in particular adversely against black and Latino young men. Um, And those are some of the areas that people are critical of. They're critical of um, my perspective on, you know, the Green New Deal. Mm -hmm. But I say, look, climate change is one of the most existential threats to us as human beings as a species, and we need to take it seriously and have a sense of urgency about it and have goals that are specific 
we may not reach them all, but let's be let's be aggressive about this because this is the only planet we've got. So when the current president says we need global warming because the winters are getting too cold, uh, you would disagree. I think that he is selling science fiction instead of science fact. And the only way to change that perspective is to have a new president. I love science fiction, though. That's the only thing. Well, it's okay to read it, but you don't want to live it. Okay. Fair enough. It's kind of different. Um, here's the thing. The primaries are going to happen. Everyone's going to start to make distinctions between each other. Yes. But at the end of the day, how does everyone keep the harmony mm-hmm. and not rip each other the shreds to the point where there's no going backwards? I think we will keep the harmony when we agree and understand that we are um, of common purpose. Mm -hmm. Chicken in every pot. (laughs) Car in every garage. Car in every garage. (laughs) Um, What do you think about men speaking over women? It happens a lot. Yes. And it should not. Right. Everyone should have an equal voice and should be respected when they speak and should be listened to. I think that's fair. Absolutely. And I just have to say, as a woman, it's always so exciting to have a female candidate run. I'm sure you're so tired of hearing the word female before candidate, but it just means... Yes, it's so important to have a female candidate. Um, Okay, well... Just overlook that part, Caroline. I would do that. That's what I do most of the time when it's phrased that way. Just pretend you didn't hear it. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, Senator, the night of the 2016 election... Your victory speech was so helpful in processing what was for By the way, I was going to say the night of the election. Uh, Ron? Oh, I'm sorry. What were you saying? Uh, uh, Never mind. That's that's fine. Um, We have a male president now. How do you think it's going? Not so well. And what do you mean by that? Ron, you've got to get to the point that you are a little bit more self-aware. Hmm. I so, think that's important, you know. So, right. so yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't. It's not going well. Mm. Him, you're yeah. you're fine. I'm well. Thank you. You're welcome. I feel great. I lost four pounds last yeah. week. Yeah. No, yeah. it's going great. Yeah. You feel good. I feel yeah. good. Yes. I feel very good. Um. All right. Let me ask you this. Top four favorite politicians ever, and they have to be real people. Oh, they have to be real, meaning alive, or oh, real, no, meaning just, they, uh, they truly existed? They truly exist. In other words, you know, the guy from the West Wing, he wasn't really president. No, he was not. Um, I would say Shirley Chisholm. I would say Bobby Kennedy. Mm. I would say Abraham Lincoln. Mm. I would say, um, you know, one of the people I think is really great who is still living but who has done really great work on an issue like climate change, for example, is Jerry Brown. Um, Governor, former governor. Former governor of California. Jerry Brown. And I believe he was governor 10 times? Practically. Yes. Okay. He broke all the records. Yeah. I mean, I didn't agree with everything he did, but um, I do appreciate that he always as a leader had a vision of the future and tried to connect where we're going to end up with where we are now um, and thinking about solutions 
and, and ways to mitigate harm in the future. And do you ever, when you feel frustrated by politics or exhausted or sort of, sort of feel like uh, Sisyphus, um, do you ever look to any of these moments in these politicians' careers as an inspiration or... I do. I mean, look, I, you know, someone I've been thinking a lot about because I am running for president is Shirley Chisholm. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it, the fact that she would just own that microphone and speak truth mm-hmm. and unburdened by what might um, what others might think of as, as the appropriateness of her being present and speaking as forcefully and as strongly as she did. Uh, you know, she that famous saying she was unbought and unbossed. Mm -hmm. And I take great inspiration from that Mm -hmm. because she understood that she was a voice of truth and a voice that must be heard. And she just went to that microphone and took hold of it and didn't ask permission. Someone I'm surprised that you left off the list, and may he rest in peace, Sonny Bono. Oh, he wasn't a politician. Oh, he was. He was a congressman. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So, so guess what? I got that one right. I'm a jerk. No, you're not a jerk. I just feel really good that I got Sonny Bono correct. Uh, okay, changing gears here. Net neutrality. Yes. What does it mean? I well, mean, what, w- will it make it harder for me to upload my chili recipe on ronburgundychilirecipes.com? Well, if we're committed to net neutrality, right. you'll be able to, uh, to upload your chili no recipe problem. with no problem. Um, the problem is that there are people in Washington, D.C. that are trying to ed- end net neutrality, and I am uh, vehemently opposed mm-hmm. to that. Everyone should have equal access. It's like being on a freeway. Completely. And why should somebody who has more money be able to be in a lane that moves quicker and with, with greater access than you know a working person who doesn't have the kind of money to spend extra on on a lane a specific lane on a freeway and the argument for it is just bogus revenue and you could tax it and that sort of thing well the argument for ending Ending. neutrality is is basically let the so-called free market have its way okay but the free market doesn't necessarily represent a fair market and we have to understand the difference and this is the point about the role of government. The role of government should be to have some level of oversight and ability to regulate behaviors that might become mm. abusive in a way that harms consumers. And, you know, I mean, I was Attorney General of California, the largest state in the country, 40 million people for two terms. One of my primary responsibilities was to fight for consumers. And so it ranged from always taking a position on net neutrality and in favor of that to fighting for homeowners against the five big banks in the United States to fighting against pharmaceutical companies that would try and suppress um, what was happening around developing generic drugs. Um, their, Their abuses will occur. And we have to acknowledge that. And so we have to have rules in place that allow all people to have access to certain fundamental resources. And net neutrality is one of those issues. There has been a lot of discussion mm-hmm. about voter turnout. Voter, uh, not so much voter turnout. Um, oh, come on, Ron. What am I trying to say here? Okay. Uh, get it together. You can do this. Um, I'm just going to spit it out. Should we get rid of the Electoral College? This is a two-parter. Should we get rid of it? And if so, where's the end? Do we have to get rid of all the colleges? So the Electoral College is a different and separate issue than 
college and universities. So that's not what that means. And oh, we should definitely okay. keep all so the colleges and universities. So we don't have to get rid of the Ivy League, for instance. Yeah. Correct. We, right. We sh- they okay. should remain intact. Got it. Electoral college. I think electoral college and getting rid of it should be on the table for discussion. I'm open to that conversation. Um, we it have, is an odd system when you try to explain it to. It's difficult to explain people overseas. It's difficult. <laughs> overseas, is, I meant by Lake Michigan. Those are lakes, not okay. seas. Yes. Have beautiful. You, have be- you gorgeous. Seen, it, the oh upper peninsula. Oh, Let the, me tell you, it's the upper gorgeous. gorgeous. The waters of Michigan. Mackinac Island. It, you oh, literally, you think you're it. in Disneyland looking at like, you know, the fake water in Disneyland or Disney World. You can, on the surface of those lakes, see yeah. right down to the yes. clear, clear, blue, beautiful water right down to the bottom. It's extraordinary. We think we have nice water in California. I, let me tell you. Nothing go like to the Michigan. Great Lakes. Yeah, it's beautiful. true. I've always said that, and Carolina yeah. doesn't believe me. That's not okay. And oh. that's why we're going to take a road trip. Yeah, that'd be great. To you the should. Great Lakes. You should. And then you can get that boat. That's what the point that's, is, isn't that's it? That's to get the catamaran. That was what that was a about. A freshwater catamaran. Yeah. Yes, which yeah, is different I from get it. ocean water. Right. Um, here's something that's interesting. I'd read a, a recent court ruling in favor of a woman who was ticketed for giving a police officer the middle finger arguing that she was protected to do so under the First Amendment. Thoughts? I think anyone should be able to give anyone the finger and not be concerned about getting arrested. Yes. It's a form of expression. I've been arrested so many times for that, though. That's the only problem. What but else maybe, did you do? Well, I threw things, yeah. too. Yeah. Now, that's a different okay. category of expression. Um, so... When did you know, and I probably should have asked this earlier, when did you know you had to run for president? Did someone double dare you? No, you know, it was really more, um, uh, I guess fundamentally it was, you know, I was raised by a mother. She raised two of us, my sister and me. And she was the kind of parent that if you came home complaining about something, the first thing she'd do is look at you, and she was like five feet tall. My mother was five feet tall. If you ever met her, you would have thought she was seven feet tall. <laughs> and if you came home complaining about something, the first thing she'd do is she'd look at you and she'd say, well, what are you going to do about it? So I decided to run for president. Gotcha. Yeah. No excuses, just Mm-mm. Why, why get complain? out there. Just right. get yeah. out there and try to fix it. make some changes. Yeah, fix it. Um, now, most presidents get dogs when they're elected. To the White House. Mm. Oh, that's a great point. Uh, unless they're psychopaths. Um, right. If you are elected president, what kind of puppy will we see in the White House? Any thoughts on that? Oh, I would do a rescue dog. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Are there breeds you like? I I mean, you know, I I love mutts. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, they And they are smart and mm-hmm. they are fun. Yeah. Baxter, and... my dog Baxter's a mutt. Oh, really? And he's the love of my life, even though right? I love uh, Lhasa Apsos. Mm. But we don't have to comment on that. <laughs> no comment. Now, uh, this is kind of the question we've all been waiting for. Mm-hmm. People have been wondering. Yeah. And I can't believe I'm asking this, but I'm just going to ask. Are you considering me to be your vice president? And I... I will take no offense to your honest answer either way. But I, frankly, well, Ron, you I'm know, I mean, everything is on the table for consideration. That's not a no. 
That's not a no. You know what? I'll take any cabinet position, too. Whether it's commerce, labor, dance department, any, any of the, in the top Would ones. Would you think about creating a new cabinet position? Because, you know, there has been talk about how we need to expand. The cabinet even more. Yeah. Yeah, well, what do you, because I, part of why I'm here is to, is to really listen to you to, okay. and get your thoughts. As a about, potential constituent. Well, and also yeah. as, as a potential partner as we go forward and, and lead the country. So I would like to create the cabinet position of a, a minister of cool cars. I just show up in a cool car every time. So, and there would be a connection between that and growing the economy? Like, would we, because we'd manufacture the cars here, right? I, uh, I would hope. Shoot, I already made an agreement with. Toyota. Mm. Yeah. You already made an agreement with Toyota? We just talked about the beauty of Michigan. and No, I know. I mean. Well, I can talk to him. I'll see if I can get out of it. Ah, why did I sign that paperwork? Okay. Yeah, we might have to revisit this conversation. Um, here's the thing. Any candidate, the Iowa caucus yep. is a major thing. Yes. And of course, part of the amazing state of Iowa is the Iowa State Fair. Yes. Uh, and we have a list over <laughs> here of all the list of Iowa State Fair stick foods. <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. And there are a shocking mm. amount. And I'm just wondering if you, I mean, this is the first mm-hmm. time you're looking at it for a No, listeners. no, yeah, but I can There are 82 items. Do any of them stand out to you? I mean, there's something down here that I saw, Coconut Mountain. I don't know what that is, but I, I'd order a couple of Coconut Mountains. Mm-hmm. I would, uh, let's, so let's see, the cheddar bacon cheese on a stick mm-hmm. would yep. be really yummy. Apple fritter bites. Double bacon corn dog. Oh, Good night, that? Irene. Oh, then there's good. something just called egg on a stick. Chocolate covered peanut butter bar. That's count a, me in. Count, same here. I'm not convinced about egg on a stick. Yeah, that seems a little messy. Um, um, then, oh, let's see. I, so then, oh, the Italian bacon wrap on a stick. Jalapeno corn dog, Jalapeno. I would definitely have that. Jumbo toasted marshmallow on a stick. Yeah, you know, I don't love marshmallows. Okay, that's fair enough. All right. I'd like them. I mean, like the little ones on like in hot cocoa, that's, if they're like really- I hope they, the marshmallow yeah. lobby doesn't get a wind of this. No, I, I, you know, in s'mores, I like them. But um, Carolina, any of these stand out to you? Um, brisket, yeah. uh, peanut butter and jelly. Cake pops. Um, apple fritters. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, uh, then there's something called hot lips, breaded chicken breast smothered with hot sauce, served with blue cheese dressing. Yes. So that's like buffalo yes. wings it's on a stick. By a four-hour mm. nap. Yeah, and you know what? That's what I'm thinking. Like, I could definitely eat my way through the Iowa State anyway, Fair. Anyway, you can hold on to that list. Okay, this is great. Uh, just because you this will, is great. You will be canvassing there, and um, mm-hmm. it's just good to know. This is going to be fun. Yeah. And you should come with maybe me. I was gonna say Wait, maybe we'll maybe we'll run in. You guys should yeah. come. Would you come? Happily. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Won't that be fun? That would be the best. Ron was I actually was so nervous about this question. Carolina, because you know what, Carolina, you guys can then Ron, you can interview people at the fair. Mm-hmm. It would be a wonderful way to get a real slice of Americana. Mm-hmm. The Iowa State Fair, located in Iowa. Yes, August eighth through the eighteenth. It'll be a nice mild temperature in August. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't be sweating through my polyester suit at all. Senator Harris, we cannot thank you enough for joining us here on the podcast. It's been great to be with you For sharing your insight and your views, and uh, we wish you all the best. We know it's a a long road. Yes, it um, is. But it will end up positively for you no matter what. 
Absolutely. That was a great sentence, by the way. It was all right. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back on the Ron Burgundy podcast right after this. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry though, he's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, dad. Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made raisins dance. so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Ron Burgundy Podcast. What a pleasure to have a U.S. Senator in the studio. And the cool thing is, this upcoming election is going to be extremely elegant and orderly. She won't be treated any differently than any of the other candidates. Um, I don't know. I actually might run for president. Really? Nah, probably not. Okay. 
No. It's what's right. You know what? Maybe I will. Run. But I really don't have the time. Maybe let's just table it then. No, I have things to say. I gotta get on that campaign trail. It's a lot of work. I know. Who are we kidding? I just want to take a bath. Yeah. You should run, though. I was thinking about it, actually, for city council. Caroline, I was kidding. You literally have toilet paper stuck to your shoe. (laughs) You've had it stuck there the whole day. I wish you'd told me that and not broadcast it on the podcast. That's all for today, folks. Thank you, Senator Kamala Harris. What an honor. And we're looking at low 60s for the next week or two. Then we're going to take a jump and hit high 70s on Sunday. Up north here on this map, we're looking at some light showers. Sorry, I forgot my weather report. We're going to... We're going to scrap this episode. We'll see you next week. The Ron Burgundy Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Funny or Die. I'm Ron Burgundy, the host, writer, and executive producer. Carolina Barlow is my co-host, writer, and producer. Our producers are Jack O'Brien, Nick Stumpf, Miles Gray, and Whitney Hodak. Our executive producer is Mike Farah. Our consulting producer is Andrew Steele. Our coordinating producer is Colin McDougall. Our associate producers are Anna Hosnier and Sophie Lichterman. Our writer is Jake Fogelnest. Our production coordinator is Hannah Jacobson. This episode was engineered, mixed, and edited by Nick Stuff. Until next time, this is Ron Burgundy. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bright Side.